You are listening to the Holistic Travel Nurse Podcast. Um, I want to thank my new listeners or continued listeners to thanks for exploring my podcast. Um, I've taken quite a few weeks away from doing any kind of episodes. So much has happened in my life and my laptop had to go in the shop. Um, And God just allowed some things, some of the things I can look back and say, yeah, some of it's my fault, but I was on a travel assignment and they ended my contract. And so I've been not working as a nurse and then I'm switching what type of nursing I'm doing. And God has me going back into an area where I'm anxious about it, but I'm like, okay, Lord, this is where the door opened. This is where you want me. And at the same time, so much has happened in the world. I got to go to Clay Clark's event, met a ton of people, got to have a ton of people on my podcast, a ton of guests. The same token, my husband's not working. He has been battling all sorts of stuff with it being sick. And I think we had some misdiagnoses. Um, and so I get when everybody else gets it with misdiagnoses. I've heard that from other people, but I had him see a naturopath who was an idiot and I was like, she didn't look at the blood work. She didn't catch this. She didn't catch that. Um, and we're dealing with some chronic issue if that could be life threatening with him. And so we've had to take a step back from everything with that and, um, decide, okay, Lord, how are we going to manage this? Is this going to be your end of your life? If it isn't, you know, how are we going to do it the last year? Is this going to be your last year? All these things, I mean, some heavy things in the past, like three weeks of my life that have happened. And you know what? I've had a few moments of breaking down in tears, but I've had moments where I can just had the peace of God over me. And I've been through fire before major fire before but I won't talk about it and God saw us through that and gave us so much and so I think once you've been through the fire and you lean on him more you can lean on him more and more and just go okay God I'm not working all right thankfully I have other sources of residual income I always suggest anyone in nursing have multiple things on the side and I have a side gig that you can support me at you can see it in the show notes, but recently, um, a federal judge in Florida, um, following the laws of rejecting Biden's transportation mass mandate, both airline employees and passengers deserve, um, it to end. And so that just came about, but there's a whole bunch of my telegram and I, it's not covered on some other truthers in some of the stuff I have. So I thought, well, I can't share the video, but if you want to see the videos of it all, you can go to my telegram and see it. But I'm going to scroll through some of this today and start here. I'm also working on a series of um, understanding your lymphatic system and how to love your liver. No one talks about those. And I thought it's time. So. You know how people like to accuse doctors of getting payouts from Big Pharma? you know that there's a database that discloses all this information to the public for free and it's mandated by federal law it's called the sunshine act if you want to know if your doctor's getting paid off by big pharma you can just look them up let me show you how and here's the website right here you put their name right there and it gives you all the goods which companies are paying them how much they're getting paid when they got the money it's all there 
Find out for yourself if we're getting paid off. It's all right there. So I don't know if you knew about the Sunset Sunshine Act. I had no idea. I am going to research that. I thought the vi this video, I'm just going to let you listen to it. You can go watch it where a uh, flight attendant is telling you what to do as of yesterday. I thought it was really good. That I think it was a United or Delta airline. Um, a diet delta flight which is kind of cool um so cancer is taking off like a wildfire and i want to share a little of that i just got back from some travels um paris france uh, miami houston la um but everywhere i went i had doctors come up to me yes i have a friend a brother a cousin a colleague they had a stable stage one cancer of this type or that type or that type and after the, after the second or the third shot, it took off like wildfire. They, you know, some people call them wildfire cancers, turbo cancers, but they go from stage one to stage four within a couple of weeks of, of that second or third shot. Again, this goes to that spike dysregulating immune pathways and normal repair mechanisms. And even more importantly, what we're seeing, um, you have white blood cells that keep cancers in check. Most of those are your T cells, your killer T cells, your natural killer cells. And you and I sitting here, anybody listening, has about 30 billion T cells in circulation right now in your body. And a good percentage of those are, are killer T cells. Their job is to go around. I call them kind of the Marines of your immune system. They're shaking hands with all your cells all day long saying, friend or foe, friend or foe. And if a cell is atypical, um, your body will throw a little, your, that T cell throw a little hand grenade and blow up that atypical cell or an infected cell or even a bacteria. So these, these Marines surveilling your body all day long, that's what they're doing. Now, after the shot, unfortunately, there's a couple of receptors in our body. They're called toll-like receptors, like a toll road. And when these receptors are down-regulated, these pattern receptors, the T cells are kind of waiting for instructions or a signal, and they don't have that. And toll-like receptor number three and four are responsible for the entrainment of T cells to fight cancer. And these T cells end up being like drunk Marines going back to the barracks and snoozing. Now you don't have these Marines on guard. Now they're not circulating, or they just don't even know how to react to that friend or foe signal. And so these wildfire cancers normally would be kept in check by this population of T cells, just fighting it off as, as constantly as possible. And that's why a lot of cancers can uh, be kept in check for many years because you constantly have your immune system trying to fight it off. So when you have a weakened immune system because the spike protein, the shots, the mRNA, the lipid nanoparticle itself, all these toxic agents turning off that immune response. Now the cancer says, hey, I have nobody fighting me off. And then the cancer starts doubling very quickly and then can spread very quickly. Made me think of my mother-in-law who after taking the jab, well, she was in recession for a long time and then cancer came back as a wildfire, just like he said. I don't know if you've experienced this or know somebody who's experienced this. So um, I thought I'd share that clip. Um, and here's another one. Just a crazy mistake. You're going after Rogan and going after you, and you've got millions of followers. 
And I should think that helped turn the pendulum. And I think the overreach in Toronto, they literally all got in their group call and said, okay, dragging veterans in the street, <laughs> you know, and cutting off money supply and food supply, we're starting to get some bad PR. And they stopped. Well, you got to wonder, though, like, what are we watching? So we're not watching confident, strong people who think they hold the future in their hands. I've got a ton of kids. And I remember when they were little, and they, there's always this moment with your kids where you, know, you tell them to do something, and then they defy you. And the question is, like, how do you respond? And if you think you have the situation in hand, you kind of smile at because you know in the end you're the dad. I'm like, they will do what you want because the patriarchy is real. But if you doubt that inside you, then you become hysterical and you start smacking the shit out of them at Walmart. You know what I mean? And that's kind of where our leaders are right now. Like they can't handle any dissent. And that is itself a marker of weakness. Like if you really thought you were the man, then you would allow the margins to get a little uppity once in a while. You wouldn't have to crush the outer provinces for giving you the finger. But they feel like they have to. Anyone who rises up, like, oh, we gotta stop that. They feel their control is tenuous. They don't rule through the consent of the government. It's not actually legitimate, and they know it. So that really gives me hope. Their hysteria gives me hope. So that's a clip from a round table in Canada. And um, that was, of course, Mr. Tucker. And I wonder if he knows more and can't say more and is sort of on a leash. And I still don't watch Fox. They just don't tell you everything. Um, let's see. Los Angeles Times on April 21st, you said that the, you told the Associated Press uh, that the American government has created weather tampering techniques so that the new world order will be able to starve millions of Americans and to control the rest. Would you explain what you were trying to say? Well, it, it, what I was trying to say is exactly what I said. There is weather control techniques we have a complete package on that, which I did not bring, but I certainly will see to it that it is brought in for the record. Number one, the entire patents on the equipment. Number two, Senator Claiborne Pell's complete statement and story of his own that not only does it exist, but that we even utilize it as far back as the Vietnam War. You might want to touch base with right, Senator right, but I, I just want to repeat before so, I turn to So yes, so but we do have all that information. You're saying the government has created weather tampering techniques so that the quote new world order will be able to starve millions of americans worldwide millions of americans and to control the rest yes sir and that's my belief as bizarre as that sounds when if somebody had told me that that equipment even existed 10 years ago i would have thought they were nuts sir and at this point in time we have all the documents to prove it and if you think that 85 tornadoes takes place in the middle of our growing area by simultaneous accident, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, the equipment that's already set up internationally, and as bizarre as that is, it is proven and documented. We will supply you with those documents. As bizarre as that is, I would say that weather wars, and this is uh, quoting actually Senator Claiborne Pell himself, that they are the greatest weapon ever created in the world, and that's the senator's own statement. So yes, I do stand on that. Thank you, Ms. Fletcher. Thank you, Ms. Chairman. Okay, that was in 2014. And this is about the chemtrails that we're seeing, and everyone's talking about things in our air. Um, you can go research that. And uh, are we being in, and we've seen this, we, if you're not paying attention to what's been happening in China, I, th I think everybody should be storing up on uh, 
non-perishable foods, rice and beans and some canned stuff. Um, it's always a good idea to have a couple months supply of that and water. I finally bought a water distiller and it was awesome. I was in the store and I've been buying distilled water in gallons. That's what I bought. And then I think, oh God, are they distilling it into the plastic? And then I'm just drinking some of the plastic because distilled water comes out very hot. The whole thing that came out, watch the waters. I know so much about water and they were talking about reverse osmosis compared to distilled. Reverse osmosis is okay actually sometimes doesn't get it all and you have to very very great ro to get everything and remember you reject a whole bunch of water and you only get the one that actually takes out most of the most of the things out of the water and i guess all your minerals too well same with distilled and um so what i suggest is what i bought um, a distiller I'll tell you but once how it goes but um, I was talking to a guy and he's like yeah you want to distill it into glass I don't know if it came with a glass container so I was like okay I have to buy a, a glass flask or something to distill it in and then have it somewhere where it's not on a plastic counter or something underneath it because it gets super hot it takes a lot of energy and so um, I'm in a temporary place until I find a per more of a permanent place. So I haven't even opened up and started using it yet, but I plan to. And I think that it is important to having something that you can purify your own water at home and something you don't even need electricity. In, and there's other devices out there like that too. Um, and then having, um, every time you go to the grocery stores, um, I'm seeing the shelves are all stocked. So I don't feel people like, Oh, I don't feel bad grow your own stuff. I bought a whole bunch of seeds. I have seeds here. I have food in Texas. I have seeds here um, to, to garden. And um, I have things in Texas and things here. And I'm just being a true prepper because we're watching what's going on. And I, I don't, and if you're not watching what's going on globally and how it's going to affect us, it is what they're doing in China and how we get so much from China is going to affect us. Um, I could go more into that, but I want to share a little clip. Another one. Listen's four minutes. I'm Dr. Mark Sherwood, and I'm challenging Kevin Stitt in the GOP primary on June 28th. As your next governor, I want to take this opportunity for us to look together at all the amendments to the United States Constitution, which guarantee our liberties and freedoms. There are 27 in total. The first 10 passed shortly after the ratification of the United States Constitution in 1789 are collectively known as the Bill of Rights. As your governor, I will ensure that we in Oklahoma hold the federal government accountable in respecting and upholding these rights just as we do here. Today, we'll look at the first three amendments. Note, all of the first 10 amendments were ratified on December the 15th, 1791. Amendment 1. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for redress of grievances. As our third president, Thomas Jefferson, who also authored our Declaration of Independence, clarified, the separation of church and state is intended to keep the government out of the church and not to keep Christians out of government. Our founders clearly called upon divine providence as they set our course as a nation. In Oklahoma, we must do no less. We must be equally committed to never attempt to abridge our liberties in the guise of a health crisis 
or other declared emergency. We will never exercise censorship or prevent you from peaceably assembling to express your views. Amendment two, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It has been duly observed that our First Amendment rights are ensured by our Second Amendment rights. You only have to look northward to what is happening to our good friends and neighbors in Canada now because they lack the right to bear arms in their own defense. Our federal government would need to think twice before they attempt to illegally seize our bank accounts for exercising our right to protest peacefully. Joe Biden cannot get away with what Justin Trudeau is doing. We in Oklahoma will be a leader among the states and standing firm upon our rights guaranteed in the U.S. Constitution, including all of the 27 amendments. Amendment 3. No soldier shall, in time of peace, be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner, nor in time of war, but in a manner to be prescribed by law. This is one amendment that few today are familiar with. Fortunately, it has not been something that we have had to deal with for nearly two and a half centuries. However, let us be very certain that war powers are never abused in America. Again, in reference to Canada, their Emergencies Act is intended only for a time of war when national security is being threatened. As Americans here in Oklahoma and other states get our federal government's attention that we will defend our constitutional rights, we remind every member in all three branches in Washington, D.C. that war is reserved to a declaration of war by Congress signed by the president directed at a foreign enemy. It is not a political tool to be used against we, the people. Thank you for your time today. So, there, it's funny because I'm in a state uh, where <laughs> it's just blue and that's all they allow on the news is um, blue candidates mm -hmm. to... Um, that's all they allow. They don't even allow any Republicans to put a ad out. And yet there's a whole bunch of them. And we need to come out in drawings, not just a Republic, but we need to come out in drawings and make our voices heard. So, yeah, I'm going to support Dr. Sherwood. And being the curious patriot that I am, I decided to search on the cue boards for venom or snakes. Nothing came up. So I searched protein, and this was the only post. Q post 4114, dated May 5th, 2020, mentions the protein sequence. The website listed at cell.com gives the details of the sequence. Without fully understanding the science or how the sequences work, I think it's purely common sense to link the information and do the research to find out what these ingredients are. When researching on that website, it gives a breakdown of the chemicals, peptides, and proteins found. The first one is thrombin. In researching for thrombin directly on the NIH's government website, they have, quote, snake venom thrombin-like enzymes. And it's under the EMD millipore, which came up as thrombin bovine, and is, in quotes, harmful by inhalation, in contact with skin, and if swallowed. Its toxicity is harmful and to freeze at negative 70 Celsius. 
and that is the same exact numbers that they require the COVID-19 vaccine to be kept at. And then when searching for bovine, the NIH website says, in quotes, venom of Ascais carnatus, which is a viper snake. At the end of that same Q post, it also mentions affinity at the end. So I searched that related to the host cell, which is related to the hepatitis C involving the liver. Now, the second item on that list at cell.com was the One Glow EX. And when you research that, that is the infamous luciferase, which is a luminescence, in quote, on their website of a firefly. The next item is 293 free transfection reagent, which is, in quotes, high efficiency, low toxicity, DNA transfection optimized for the 293 cells in the kidney. Now, when you research the word transfection, it states the introduction of foreign DNA into eukaryotic cell. And it actually states, in quotes, gene transfer techniques. The next item is lipofectamine 2000 which says in quotes, adherent and suspension of cell lines, gene knockdown, gene silencing, easily established for automated or robotic systems used in such applications. Now, the last item is adjuvant. On Wiki, it says in quotes, is a drug to increase the efficiency or potency of certain drugs. Then on the NIH website, it claims in quotes, helps create stronger immune response. Now, I can't help to think but the opposite on that wording. So just looking at all of this information, it's pretty clear something very nefarious was going on with this virus. And Q was trying to tell us to do this research in 2020. I wasn't awake until after the first clues of the rigged election happened, and my mind has been blowing up every day since then. Now, the following research I did before Stu's interview came out, when the trailer first came out, I decided to go get confirmation that this could be true about the venom. So I found this from the NIH's website, How Snake Venom Proteins Evolve which states, interesting to find many venom protein families manifest positive selection and rapid gene family diversification. This also shows to freeze the venom negative 80 Celsius. It's been tested elevated rates of protein secretion, evolution, and disease among tissue-specific genes. And they've even tested it on human blood, quote, effects on various components of the human blood coagulation, which is the process in which the coagulation factors of the blood interact, ultimately resulting a clot, and fibrinolysis systems, which is the enzymatic breakdown of the fibrin in blood clots. This states different clotting mechanisms in Bothdrops, Jararaca, snake venom on human and rabbit plasmas purification, molecular cloning, and mechanism of action, a snake venom-derived metalloproteinase, which is any protease enzyme whose catalytic mechanism involves a metal that induces apoptosis, which is the process of programmed cell death of human endothelial cells and using a genetic algorithm. So as you can see, just by simply researching these items, we can come to the conclusion that this is the biggest crime against humanity. And we need to pray that justice comes upon these monsters once and for all. And how many people? The march after that, 
2017 in the White House. In both of those two meetings, he asked me if vaccines weren't a bad thing because he was considering a commission to look into uh, ill effects of vaccines. And, and somebody, his name is Robert Kennedy Jr., was advising him that vaccines were causing bad things. And I said, no, that's a dead end. That would be a bad thing. Don't do that. That would be a bad thing. Don't do that. That's their own words, you guys. It's out there in plain sight in their own words. I don't know how anyone can just not go do their own research in this day and age. And I think you're going to have to like educate your more yourself about your body and your own health because trusting people in white coats and certain even naturopaths, we have had an experience where we trusted this naturopath who didn't know shit. And we spent a lot of money and I did and I released things I knew and gave up things to this naturopath who just put us on this program and it's like that's what medicine is now is it let's just put you on this pathway with these drugs and this is what we have and and, and maybe this diet that's it that's all I know you have to take it in your own hands to understand your own health to um, not biohacking but understanding what things that God has given us as tools to use to aid in our healing. As I was just getting over something. I have no idea if I have an infection or virus. To be honest, don't know. I had a little fever. Possible could be a bacterial. Never on antibiotic. Don't need it. Have enough things that I can edge my body in helping take care of the situation. Um, one of the things I love and one of the things I'm going to talk about more is more is some of the essential oils and herbs and home remedy things that have really moved the needle in our health a long, long time. Um, and myrrh is one of them because it was talked about, well, it just got over Easter and the women were going there to put essential oils on Jesus's dead body. Um, as a preservative, I, it, there's many different things to why they were doing that. And one of the oils they talk about having was myrrh oil. Um, myrrh oil has been around for a long time. And it is from, it is distilled from the resin from a tree. Um, and if I can name the family of it, Bursaca. And it's similar to like frankincense and lavender. It blends well with many, many other oils. It's kind of thick like a resin. It has a chemical constituent, um, very unique compared to a lot of other essential oils. Um, it's actually great oil to avoid if you're getting pregnant or if you're lactating, not to use so much of it. So uh, suggested use of not using this particular oil uh, in pregnancy or lactating women. Um, there's so much study of it has in my, um, I'm, I have a book that's uh, evidence-based theory and it talks about some of the studies that has happened with it and in, in a um, cell that had, um, did not go to apoptosis and it needs to go to apoptosis, it's going to assist with that. Let's just put it that way. Um, it, 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 there, it is a anti-inflammatory components to it antiseptic, antifungal, an incredible oil for helping relieve um, any skin issues. And so women would put it on their face and um, have amazing skin. Um, you can take it orally if you have the brand I use that I trust. And oral um, reduces uh, signs and symptoms of certain things. 
and is good for doing a parasite type of um, cleanse. It's been known to be beneficial in those type of things. If you've ever done one of those, and I strongly suggest everyone do those, I will be talking about the liver cleanse and uh, lymphatic system soon. And uh, myrrh is one of the things I think is helpful and amazing with lots of those um, possible things that you've got going on with your body. Um, in Richo study, myrrh inhibits certain other proto parasitic enzymes type of things. It is good for all sorts of things with your women's uh, monthly cycle. Let's put it that way. Um, I'm trying to think of how to say some of these things and not get in trouble. It is blended well with vitamin E and putting it on your skin in such wares next to your lymphatic system like in your armpits and your groins and those areas is going to be beneficial let's let me just say it that way it's one of the oils i've gotten out and decided to use more of um it's and it can get sticky in the bottle so be careful with that and you need a, like a dropper to squeeze it out and get it out properly let's see i want to decide where i want it i don't want this too long let's do a couple more videos that you can see They want us to think it'll protect us, but that's a lie. We protect us. We do. Nobody else. Not the companies, not, not, the, not the scientists, not the government. Us. It's a big club, and you ain't in it. By the way, it's the same big club they used to beat you over the head with all day long when they tell you what to believe. All day long, beating you over the head in the media, telling you what to believe, what to think, and what to buy. Forget the politicians. The politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. The big wealthy business interests that control things and make all the important decisions. They own everything. They own all the important land. They own and control the corporations. They've long since bought and paid for the Senate, the Congress, the State Houses, the City Hall. They got the judges in their back pockets. And they own all the big media companies, so they control just about all the news and information you get to hear. They got you by the balls. The good news is the elite across the world trust each other more and more. The bad news is that in every single country they were polling, the majority of people trusted that elite race. The owners of this country don't want that. They don't want that. You know what they want? They want obedient workers. They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. They don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. They're not interested in that. That's what the owners count on, the fact that Americans will probably remain willfully ignorant. I know nothing. That's the truth bombs that have been out there that we've not talked about and not, um, <laughs> that was such a good clip. Um, it's, it's just important that we know that this is important and this has been talked about. So let's see. Hey, Jessica. Thank you so much for the money. I'm about to go fuck the outfit. Well, I'm about to go out, but thank you. Everything is all legit. It's all worth. Thank you. Oops, so sorry. That's not the best one, but that says me eating from this while the cash app. Okay, sorry. 
that it wasn't the best video. That was a mistake clicking on that one. I have some ones in here, I guess, that accidentally got in here. And if you can share things in here, please share good stuff. Um, let's see. We're going to end with two things. Here we go. now are closet virologists. Uh, every person now knows what a nucleocapsid is. Uh, the nucleocapsid is the ball of the virus. The uh, spike protein are these red buds on the surface of the virus. What you need to know is the nucleocapsid itself is relatively harmless. All the danger in COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2, the virus, is in the spike protein. The spike protein itself is, in a sense, a lethal biological entity. It's about 1,200 amino acids. It has about 12 what's called glycosylation side chains. Uh, the external segments called the S1 segment, it locks with the human ACE2 receptor uh, in order to be able to inject its contents into the human body. Uh, there's a linkage joint there called the furing cleavage joint that looks like it was manipulated in the lab of Wuhan, China with collaboration from the U.S. National Institutes of Health and Ralph Barrick and the Eco Health Alliance. Uh, Senator Rand Paul has been on this with our director of the National Allergy Immunology Branch of the NIH. So there is a lot about the spike protein, but everybody should understand the spike protein because so many people have had the spike protein in their body because the vaccines, as we have them, on the right are is Pfizer and Moderna, they're messenger RNA vaccines, and on the left is Johnson & Johnson and AstraZeneca. The vaccines inject genetic material in human cells, and then the genetic material produces the spike protein. So we actually produce the dangerous protein ourselves as a product of taking one of these vaccines. The genetic material is loaded on lipid nanoparticles. Again, this is a first for vaccine development to load genetic material on lipid nanoparticles, inject it into the body, let the lipid nanoparticles distribute wherever they're going to go in the body, and wherever they land, they install the genetic code for the spike protein, and then it's expressed in cells. Again, these are the red buds, and then the body starts attacking the red buds. That's an antigen-presenting cell, but it's now known that actually T cells and natural killer cells start attacking our own cells as we produce the dangerous spike protein. So the spike protein is produced in an uncontrolled fashion, with an uncontrolled quantity, and for an uncontrolled duration of time. Never have we had a vaccines that do that. When you get a tetanus shot, you get a specific amount of tetanus toxoid. When you get a flu shot, you get a specific number of either killed viral particles or, or, or replication incompetent viral particles. There is a quantity control. With genetic vaccines, there is no control over quantity. Now you can imagine lipid nanoparticles probably distribute everywhere in the body that they could possibly go. Some people must have a lot just stay in the arm, and by luck, not much of it leaves the, leaves the arm, and they're fine. They have a sore arm for a day or two, and they're fine. Other people, they must, by luck or other determinants, have wide distribution. We now know in people who have had autopsies, 
after being vaccinated, shortly after being vaccinated, they've had autopsies. These were done in uh, Vienna, Austria, and Germany. We can see the fingerprint of the vaccine everywhere in the body. It's in the brain, it's in the heart, it's in the bone marrow, it's in the reproductive organs and the lymph nodes. This is also a first. We've never had a vaccine that goes into the human brain, as an example. We've never had a vaccine go into the human heart. And so just these observations alone are very disconcerting. The alarm bells started to go off on the mass vaccination program early in 2021. The first was actually from a French group in March of 2021. I was working with a South American European group. I'm the second author in this paper. But we published this paper and sent it to every authority worldwide. The title of the paper is SARS-CoV-2 Mass Vaccination, Urging Questions That Demand Answers from International Health Agencies. 57 authors, 17 countries. And we basically said this, that we have messenger RNA or adenoviral DNA technology where the spike protein is produced in cells, tissues, and organ systems. And the spike protein at that point in time was known to start damaging organs, causing blood clotting. The spike protein must be in body fluids. It must be in donated blood. And there would seem to be no quality control or interest in the blood supply. There was no genotoxicity, teratogenicity, or oncogenicity studies. Uh, there was a concerning ovarian biodistribution study where the Japanese asked Pfizer, and Pfizer showed the lipid nanoparticles hyperconcentrate in mammalian ovaries. There was a reduced fertility study that Moderna produced for the European medicine agencies. There were no safety committees for the big public program. In the randomized trials, there is a critical event committee, data safety monitoring committee, and human ethics committee, or institutional review boards. None of that was actually installed for the public program. There was no restriction of the properly excluded groups of randomized trials. Pregnant women, women of childbearing potential, COVID survivors, previously immune people, they were all excluded from the randomized trials because the FDA, Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca, those individuals either were going to be damaged with the vaccines or they couldn't benefit from the vaccines. That's the reason why we exclude people from trials. But suddenly, without any data whatsoever in the public program, pregnant women were being encouraged to take the vaccine. We have never done that in the history of medicine, develop a drug or a vaccine, exclude pregnant women, and then when it gets in the public market, just tell people to take it anyway. So we started to see things that were basically fundamental violation of regulatory principle and law happening. There was no risk stratification. It wasn't just focused on those at high risk who could end up in the hospital. Uh, there was no data transparency and no, no efforts to mitigate risk. Once bad things started to happen, there was no emergency meetings to say, what are we going to do to make the vaccines uh, safer? Then the paper started coming. This one was published from Stanford by Holkin and colleagues that demonstrated uh, really much to the shock of the vaccine manufacturers, but not to others who are carefully following it, that the messenger RNA was found in lymph nodes 60 days after the vaccine. So shot one, the body doesn't clear it out, and then shot two is another loading of messenger RNA. That's as far as they looked in the tissues. The vaccines, the physical genetic code may stay in the body far longer than this. This paper just hit uh, and uh, has generated a lot of fanfare. Marcus Alden and colleagues from Malmo, uh, Sweden, demonstrated that the Pfizer vaccine 
reverse transcribes through an enzyme called line one, that means DNA is made from the Pfizer RNA code and then is installed into the human genome or is at least found in chromatin about six hours after injection. Now this was using a human hepatoma cell line, so they had to get the right cell line, they had to get the right conditions. But the CDC has always said, don't worry, these vaccines don't alter human DNA. This is the first paper to show that at least the middle 444 base pair clearly is in human DNA. And many experts believe if the middle part of the code gets in it, then the full length of the code must reverse transcribe. If this is true, if this paper is true, this has massive implications. Now it's gonna to have to be validated, it's gonna to have to be a lot of, lot of additional work. But if this is true, this means people who have taken the vaccine now actually have a permanent alteration in their genes that they themselves have the code for this dangerous Wuhan spike protein that was altered in the lab in China. That they themselves, years later, could potentially produce the spike protein either on a chronic low level to cause disease or on an inducible level, and that means in the setting of a stress, produce a lot of it, and then create spike protein disease in the body, which I'll tell you, clearly the spike protein causes disease. But this is far and away the most worrisome paper that's been published since the release of the vaccines. And if it's true, we could be in real trouble because parent cells would pass it on to daughter cells. That means gametocytes, that is sperm and egg, will contain some of this and pass it down to the baby. And we'll never be able to get this spike protein out of the human species. This is an extremely, extremely important development. A student in a lab in Sweden was the first one to show it, and we are anxiously awaiting lots of confirmation. Many groups now are working on confirmation. This paper hit very concerning from Harvard. Elena Agata, circulating spike protein, was found in the blood for one to 15 days after injection. The longest was 29 days. The spike protein was only supposed to be local, a sore arm, that's it. Now that we understood that there was free-floating spike protein that could itself be distributed to more organs and cause more damage, uh, the concern factor among doctors became great that these vaccines could actually indeed cause considerable damage in the human body. Banzel and colleagues showed that the spike protein is encapsulated in what's called exosomes, or little phospholipid packets. That means the spike protein, instead of being digested by human enzymes, is actually protected and can travel on its own. It can travel along nervous tracts, the vagus nerve in particular. It clearly can enter the brain. The spike protein's been found in the brain. The exosomes actually keep the spike protein from being recognized by the immune system. So the spike protein is allowed to go cause disease, but the human body quickly loses its immunity to the spike protein. It's one of the reasons why the vaccines run out of their effects so quickly. So this is the worst of all worlds as we continue to follow the literature on this. The Chinese started to warn us on this. This paper hit from Liu and colleagues looking at the various changes that happened in blood after the vaccines were administered. And you can read the bottom line there. The bottom line is, altogether, the Chinese... Okay, so that is a two-hour lecture. 
that Robert Fleming gave on uh, something about the papers and the data that's coming out. And there are people proving what's truth. And uh, I'm going to end it there. Thanks for continuing listening.